welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here, and I am joined by Ela Crane, and we'd like to welcome you to the Peaceful Ease podcast. Of course, you can get in touch with us, ask questions, share ideas with Ela, thoughts, anything that you want to share via the Peaceful Ease hotline, 424-625-5562 is that number. Again, 424-625-5562. And one other thing about the Peaceful Ease hotline I want to mention right off the top is Ela and I were having a discussion before the show and She's lining up some interviews, which I think is going to be really interesting. She's got some really interesting people that she's going to bring on the show and have some conversations with. And if you or someone you know would be a great guest to have a conversation with Ela to share on Peaceful Ease, give us a call on the Peaceful Ease hotline and let us know. And we'd love to get in touch with them and have a conversation so that Ela can have an interview with them and feature them on the program. So again, that number 424-625-5562. You can also email us. With any of this same information, podcast at peacefullease.com is the email address. And you can go to peacefullease.com to keep up with Ela, see what she's up to, and for everything Peacefullease. Ela, how are you today? I'm good, Mario. How are you? I'm excited for this episode. I think it's going to be really great because I can't wait to divulge what we talked about and uh, start it <laughs> up. But before that, I also want to say that I'm super excited for you to start interviewing some people because some of the guests that you mentioned that you're in conversation with to have on the show, they're going to be fantastic. I know. And some of them are really people whom I look up to and they have so much experience in their field. And I really look forward to learning from them myself. So it is really exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, just to have another perspective on the show as well, aside from, you know, the listeners who chime in and you and I. So that the other thing that I'm super excited about is the topic that you selected for today's show. So the way this works, as most of you know, is we hop on the line, Ela and I talk through some things, and then we get started. And one of the things that she mentioned is getting a little more intimate with the listeners, meaning, you know, we hear about Ela going on all these hikes, doing all of these things, all these travels and adventures, swimming with sharks. She's done some really remarkable things, but it wasn't always that way. She didn't always have those opportunities. And we've talked, you know, in the first two episodes specifically, Ela told us her story but there are some other things about her story that we haven't heard yet. And I haven't heard it. It's the first I've heard before we got on the air here. And I'm sure she's going to dive deeper into it in this episode. But she's been through a lot and done a lot and set up her life to get to the point where she's at. And the tools that she shares with all of us about emotional health and everything that she's learned to develop herself are things that she's learned in her life that she's utilized and that has worked for her. Now, that's not saying it's going to work for everyone. But it's worked for her and it's something that she's actually used to get to where she is today. So I'm super excited to dive in and allow Ela to tell us more of her story, uh, where she's come from and what she's overcome and some of the tools she's used to do that. Because if it resonates with you, give it a try and see what it can do in your life. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I tried so much, so many things. I read quite a lot. So I think the first time I started to read about personal development, I was 19 and I'm 39 now. So 20 years and a lot of reading. I often read 52 books a year, just a book a week. But there were years where I challenged myself with 100 and I could reach 99. And other than that, there is a lot of life experience there that created this podcast and created this person who I am. But I wanted to tell you about it a bit because it's not like just me quoting a paragraph from a book or reading a poem. Everything I mention here is really self-experienced, tested. I'm more like a mad scientist slash healer, in my opinion, where if I find something new, I'm going to try it myself first. And if it works, I preach about it. If it doesn't, I mention it because just because it didn't work on me doesn't mean it doesn't work. We are all different and we are all unique and we all need different tools to fix or heal or to grow different parts of our experience here on this planet. And when I started my journey, you know, right now I'm in Switzerland. I've been here since the end of June and it's been like a retreat What a comfortable summer I had. But it wasn't always like this. Actually, the first time I experienced trauma was when my mother was pregnant to me seven months and my father and my mother and I in the tummy after a dinner walking down the street my father had an accident. A drunk truck driver went onto the pavement and hit him. And he passed away right there in my mother's arms. And I think that was the first trauma my mother and I experienced. And I, of course, have no recollections of those days or the earlier years of my life. But I think I always sensed the grief in the family. And it took me a long, long time to overcome that grief because I didn't know exactly what the problem was. You know, if you are born into a certain situation, you don't know otherwise. And I think during the first 15 years of my life, I had this burden on my shoulders that I didn't know why. But around the age of 19, when I started to read about personal development, it was like a completely different experience for me. It was eye-opening because up until that age, I was stuck in my own world and constantly questioning what was wrong with me. And I was a complete introvert and I didn't know how to connect with others in a way. And when I started to read about personal development, one of the first things I read was how to communicate and how to connect with others. In other words, how to be more social, because I wanted to break that shell that I was carrying. And I scanned through many, many books and I ended up being friends with two of the most troublesome people in the college. And that got me in a very interesting popularity. So from being a complete introvert, I became a mini celebrity at university just because all the guys were kind of cautious of these two guys and all the girls wanted to date them. And I was there as a kind of bridge between public and these two people. And of course, that was a very superficial solution to become social. But that made me realize how much I could change myself. Within like six months or so, 
I could get rid of years of solitude and create a completely new me. And from there, I started to tweak and twist myself, really mold myself as if I was some kind of Play-Doh. And I got myself mentors. I read books, emailed the authors and said, I really like your book. Do you have any workshops? Is there anything I can help you with? I'm really good at research. And I actually got connected with a writer whom I helped for nine years and did research for him to write his books. And he became a best-selling author in Turkey later on. And that was also a beautiful friendship because when I met him, he wasn't that personality yet. And I learned so much from him until I was introduced to meditation. It was a constant shifting and change. And with meditation, a new phase of my life began where I learned how to steady myself, still grow, still change, because if things grow, they change. And that's my goal to be as wide as possible. And with meditation, I realized the universe within. And I realized that everything outside is projected from that universe within. I realized that events are just events that have no judgment kind of naturally ingrained in them, but that we create judgments around them. And I noticed that my judgments were more pessimistic and negative and fear-based. And meditation allowed me to see the nature of my mind and how biased it was, perhaps due to the trauma I experienced. I constantly expected something negative to happen. And even when positive things happened, I was just waiting almost for them to end. Not that I wanted it, but I wanted to be on my toes ready for the disasters. <laughs> and all that started a new era where I learned about trust and compassion and understanding and started to drop some old habits like judgment and fear. And I can't say I'm done you know, this is a long journey. I really, my personal goal is to be free of my self-created limitations, of social conditioning and of fear, especially fear of fear. I really want to be free of these things. And I don't know how long it's going to take me, but that's why I'm here. And when I share any tool, any book, Anything that I found with you, that's because it's what's happening to me. This is the dis latest discovery I made. And here it is. I'm trying it, for example, with internal family systems. Here it is. I'm applying it on myself and it seems to work. Why don't you ever try? And it's coming from a sense of growth rather than dislike or being displeased. And this is where I'm coming from and where I'm headed. And I wanted to express this because no matter what happens to you in life, and a lot of things happen to us, we experience trauma in so many different scales and without even realizing. But there's always a way out. There's always something that we can alter. So if you ever feel stuck, just Take your moment because you will see the light at the end of the tunnel sooner or later. Like we talk about impermanence and 
no bad experience can last. It also means no perfect moment will last, but hey. Listening to your story and listening to your insight, it's amazing to me who you used to be because I've only known the Ela that is extremely positive, shares her insight, shares her wisdom, to know that you were once a person who, even when positive things happen, were pessimistic about the outcome. It just blows my mind to even think of that. <laughs> I know, but a lot of things happened to me. And I think a part of me was always like, I will find a way, I will overcome this. And I felt more comfortable in negative situations than positive situations, I think the first maybe two decades of my life. Like I experienced so much. I had a major car accident when I was nine and a half and actually lost a significant part of my memories from before that age. I remember maybe a dozen things before that age. I don't remember starting school. And I have so many stories that I've been told that I did this and did that, but I have no recollections. And it's become such a mishmash that hearing so many stories about my childhood makes me imagine them, but actually I don't have a recollection of them. So at a point that I'm not exactly sure what I remember and what I was told and I converted into memories. But all these negative experiences, in a way, kept me on my toes thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? And it took me a long while to give up that habit of expecting bad things, because then you manifest bad things. So when you meditate, and things come to you, and you maybe recall something, or see, do you think that your habit of meditating consistently and strengthening that muscle of meditation has allowed you to recall some things that maybe you never would have otherwise? I wouldn't say that because when I meditate, I don't try to recall. And if things pop up, I see them, but I don't dwell into them in the sense that I don't exactly know or try to know whether this thing had happened or not. So I made peace with the fact that the first nine and a half years of my life will probably be blurry for the rest of my life. And that's okay, because also studying brain sciences showed me that memories are never stable anyway. So every time you retrieve a memory, you change it. You open the drawer, you get that memory, you tell it to a friend. And then when you put it back, that memory is not the same memory as the one you took out. It's like the recording of a recording. Exactly. And I made kind of peace with that, that there are, it's a kind of mishmash. And it's okay because memories in their nature are a bit like that. You've gone through a lot, Ela. You've really grown as a person. And I would have to say that you probably feel like I want to go back because I'm, I'm just imagining your journey and looking at it. And as you went, because when we experience something, for me anyway, as I was on my journey, it's like piece by piece, step by step, one step at a time, and then it ultimately leads you to where you are. So do you remember going through each step by step? And when you look back at it and you look at that person, maybe that was at college, who was friends with those two guys at the time, at that time period, do you view that as being like a different version of yourself? Or do you still see that as you, but it was just 20 years ago or however long ago that was. I don't exactly know what you mean. So Maybe I can explain. When I think about myself and I look back to like when I was a chef, that was me. But when I look at it from today's point of view, I see that as being 
someone else almost. Even though it was me and it was a part of my development, at that point, who that person was, was different than who I am today. So I look back at it and I see Mario there and I know that that was me and I experienced that, but I kind of look at it as that was Mario when he was 22. So it's kind of like a different person, even though it's the same thing, because I've grown onto a different path, have become someone completely different. And so I can almost in my mind go back and feel different feelings for that person as I would for another person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. In that sense, the answer is no. I used to feel like that, but there are amazing books by Nathaniel Brandon, and he's specialized in self-esteem, and I think I must have mentioned him before. But in his books, one of his books at least, he talks about how we carry our past selves still in us. So the child Mario, the teenage Mario, the chef Mario are coexisting within. And that thought really had a huge impact on me. And I started to find these bits and pieces within and started to own them. So the Ella at college, who was friends with these troublesome guys and who was very insecure and who was arrogant due to that insecurity, is still me and is still in me. But she's loved now. That's the difference. She doesn't have to be arrogant because she's not insecure anymore. She's in a safe place. So throughout my childhood and in every age that I experienced, I went back at some point and owned that person and kept that person with me together, like reparenting those old me's in a way. Does that make sense? It does. That's a great perspective. I like that idea and those thoughts a lot. And that being said, do you have anything you want to leave listeners with as far as an exercise or something that they can do in between now and the next show? I think just what we talked about is a powerful exercise, but not something you can sit down to do, but do it throughout the day and throughout the weeks and months. Just find those parts of you that you actually pushed aside, that you think they are not good enough or they are too weak or they're not wanted, and really get to understand them and try to provide them with some kind of safety so that they can be integrated, because only then will you be whole and will you be able to use your full potential. Great stuff as always, Zila. Thank you so much. I want to remind everyone listening that they can share with us their thoughts, insights, ideas on the Peaceful East hotline at 424 625 5562. And you can also email us, podcast at peacefulease.com and visit us online. Peacefulease.com is the website. Ela, once again, thank you so much. It's been great learning more about you and getting some of the background information on your journey and where you've come from. And I look forward to picking it up on the next episode. Thank you, Mario. And for our listeners, just remember you can change any aspect of yourself and you can grow limitlessly. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, 
be kind to yourself.